What have you learned in 2020? In the midst of one of the most trying times in our lifetime, I believe that God was still present and giving us wisdom. So today at Common Bond Church, I'll be asking the question to you about what you've learned in 2020, as well as answering that question from a biblical and spiritual perspective. Stay tuned for more. is that this year was almost like a jubilee. You know, I wish God would have actually come down and actually help us to understand what jubilee means and was giving us a, a concrete word to say, this is the year of jubilee. You see, the year of jubilee can be found in Leviticus chapter 25. And it was a time where God was actually giving rest to the land. He was giving rest to his people who had worked so hard and worked so long. It was a time for them to understand that they can stop working and actually put down everything that they were doing and God was still going to provide for them. And he was just going to give them rest. You know, from spiritual eyes, just see how our world really shifted from January to even now. So many people have expressed that God has been moving them, speaking to their heart, reconciling issues in their life that were unreconciled, uh, moving into new places that they were not in before. Some of it by choice, some of it not by choice, you know, losing jobs and things of that nature, transitioning. But it's been a season of transition that if you actually rode the wave of God, you began to see that God was in the midst of it all. Imagine you are in the midst of an ocean wave. One of two things can actually happen to you. One, you can actually respond by actually riding that wave, or you can actually do the opposite. Because if you don't have a surfboard, you can actually allow that ocean wave to actually crush you and destroy you. And I believe that when we actually think about 2020, that's what's happened for a lot of people. Because it has been a, an ocean wave of change in our life. And either you have rode that wave or it has been the biggest, you know, most destructive thing that could have happened. You know, I really believe without a shadow of doubt that we're living in the midst of one of the greatest changes of our lifetime. You know, life is moving in a way that we have probably never, ever seen it move before. You know, even in the wisdom of this world, you know, we've heard of business leaders begin to share with us to say that they will never do business the same again. And I want to argue that God was in the midst of it all, in the center of it all, in fact, redirecting and shaping all of our lives. You know, there's a passage of scripture that I believe fits perfectly for this season and for our time to be able to explain what was happening in 2020. It's found in Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. As we read verses 1 and 2 of Matthew chapter 2, we begin to see that it introduces us to the wise men, also known as the Magi. Well, the Magi were probably scientific astrologers during that time and age. They weren't necessarily religious people, religious wise people, but they were wise according to the world. And so, now, here's where this gets really good for me, because when you see these Magi, these wise men who were the astrologers of the world, the ones who knew about all the stars and possibly even the planets. What you see is that they wanted to take their wisdom of this world and actually correspond it to the spiritual wisdom of God. They thought that there was a connection that they were missing. They only had the wisdom of this world. And so they went to Jerusalem to get a little bit more of a spiritual insight. And as the Magi was able to seek the wisdom that only comes from God, they were able to ascertain and to discern some important things. The chief priests and the high priests and the scribes, it is said that they told them in verse 6 that the star that they were actually looking to actually referred to a prophecy that actually was shared in the book of Micah. It reads in verse 6, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, 
who are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. From you shall come a ruler who shall shepherd my people Israel. And so that was the prophetic sign that they actually were looking to. In some kind of way, they were able to understand that the star that they were studying, that was different than all the other stars in the sky, it actually corresponded to a prophecy that only the spiritual folks of Jerusalem could actually ascertain and actually share with them. Now, this is really important to us once at a time, because as we begin to think about all the things that are happening in 2020, you know, we should come to a place where there are spiritual folk in our life, where the, the people who have the insight from God can be able to connect the dots, to be able to help us to see how this actually makes a true impact in all the things that we are doing. So I'm going to focus on how King Herod and all of Jerusalem were impacted by the Magi who are coming to understand this spiritual kind of knowledge. And we see in verse 3 that the thing that the scriptures actually begin to share with us is that both King Herod and Jerusalem were all troubled. You know, that is an indictment, not necessarily to King Herod, but also primarily to Jerusalem. It's an indictment to the children of Israel because they were not excited. Instead, you actually see the opposite. It says that they were troubled. You know, they maybe were anxious. Maybe they were fearful of what was going to happen. And that's, that's terrible. It's terrible because their Savior was coming. Their Deliverer was coming. But they didn't use it as an opportunity to be joyful, an opportunity to recognize that God was now about to change their life. And now let me get back to these scriptures because I want to show you that one of the failings of not actually riding the way that God actually has for you in the season of time is that you'll miss the blessings. You'll miss what God is actually trying to do, and it actually will feel as if you are opposing God. And if I really read this passage and I look intently at the life of the children of Israel, I really weep for them. Because you can recognize, and we know the great story of the Advent. We know that Jesus Christ came to restore life for them. He both proclaimed the good news to them and began to share with them that all of your sorrow, all of your desolation was now going to change because I was in the midst. But when you actually see this passage, you see the reality of them being troubled and them not actually going out and actually trying to seek that king that was coming for their life. You know, you can kind of weep because they didn't go with the way. You know, one of the indictments upon them is that you see the wise men actually immediately go to Bethlehem so that they could actually rejoice that the king has come. We don't see the same thing from the people of, of Jerusalem. So I want to share with you that even in the midst of all the things that we've been going through in 2020, it was an opportunity for us to recognize that God was in the midst of all the things that we've been doing. And I say that because you may still be in that midst where you've kind of still been fighting 2020. You've been fighting some of the things that God has been trying to do and say and move about in your personal life, in our community life and in the world. And you've kind of been resistant to it. But I just want to help you to have some kind of spiritual insight to be able to go into a quiet place with God, to discern from Him what is really needs to change in your life and what actually needs to be moved. Um, as we begin to look at the Magi here, they give us some great encouragement about what our life should look like when we actually begin to recognize that actually God is in our midst and change is about to happen in our life. When we read verse 10, for example, we see that when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great 
joy. And that's one of the things that you and I can actually take solace in and be encouraged about in 2020 is that even in the midst of some of the hard things that have happened, that we can actually still take solace and have great joy. And so I want to encourage you today to kind of do this. If you can take out like a, a piece of paper and actually put on one of those kind of T-squares and begin to look on one of your left side, you know, all the hard things that began to happen in your life and just write them all out. Begin to share with God all the things that have burdened you, all the things that were of trouble to you and begin to share some of those things. You know, maybe COVID-19 is at the top of the list. You know, maybe you've also had some personal financial issues that are on there, some health issues that possibly on there, some relationship issues, some emotional issues. You know, begin to write all of those things down. And what I now want to share with you is that one of the things that kind of prevents us to seeing the good that is happening is that we don't think about it enough. So on that right side of your piece of paper, begin to share with God and share with yourself all the good things that have happened just at the same time that we face some difficulties in the midst of our life. Because as we begin to see those things, we can begin to have joy and we can begin to see just how good God was in the midst of our life. And so in my life, I know I can look at over and over and over and over again, all these good things that God's been doing. And I can start to have great joy in my life because I know that God has been true to me. God has been a blessing to me in this season of time. Those that are in our church family can share that same sentiment that God was doing some things, even when it was hard to be able to financially sustain us, provide provision, to heal us when we need a healing, because God is still good in the midst of difficulty. And when you begin to see those things on that paper yourself, I believe that you'll begin to have great joy and you'll be able to worship the God that we actually serve. Christmas is always a beautiful time where we're able to receive gifts and also give gifts to others. And you know, I think about those times where you open up that precious gift that you're having from someone and you're able to just feel a little bit better. But also, you know, there are also times where you are giving someone that great gift and it actually sometimes even gives you greater joy. As we begin to have great joy of what we can actually see God has been doing for us in 2020, we begin to respond appropriately. And we begin to see that in the passage when we look at the Magi. Read with me verse 11 when it says that they went to the house of Mary and Joseph, along with Jesus, and they laid down at the feet of Jesus. And they did what? They actually worshiped him. But also the scripture says they began to open up their treasures and they gave him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, we, you and I may not use frankincense and myrrh in this season of time, but we understand the gold and we understand the reality of what that meant. It meant that the treasures that were special to them, they actually laid down at the feet of Jesus Christ. And in this season of time of Christmas, you and I have this great opportunity to recognize the importance of gifts and the importance of recognizing and understanding that it's sometimes better to give than to receive. Or sometimes when we actually receive, you know, we respond with a great gift. And this is what the Magi were doing. They recognized that even from the background that they came from a secular worldly perspective as astrologers, when they recognized that they were in the presence of the king who was about to rule the world, they could do nothing but actually fall down at his feet, worship him, and give him up their great treasures. And when you and I think about all the good things that have been happening to us in 2020 in the midst of a trying and difficult season in life, uh, we can do the same thing. We can begin to fall down, worship him, and begin to give him our good treasures. And so one of the things I would like to ask us today as we begin to think about this in our life and begin to examine 2020, in what ways can you recognize God has been so good to me? God has been so good to my family. God has been so good to my community and to my world that I actually want to give something good back to God. And that's actually what I want to ask you to do today. 
I want to ask you to think about how can you actually share your good treasures back to God? You know, what are the things that you can actually do? Maybe for you, it could be financial, but also I want to push you a little bit even further than that. I want to actually share with you that one of the greatest things that God desires is us actually to be worshipers of him. And what I mean by a worshiper, you know, I don't just mean that to be a person who actually sings songs about God, who actually prays to God. I mean, a worshiper is a person who actually commits their whole life, wholly and devoted to God to do what is ever necessary that God does. You know, it's a person who actually says, God, you've been so good to me. And I've recognized this season of 2020 has been so trying, but you've still been able to show up in my life and actually provide good for me. That I actually want to commit my life back to you and actually do what is ever that is necessary. And so maybe for you, that may mean you need to actually pick up that calling that God has given to you to love him with all your heart, all your might, all your soul and strength, and to begin to just live out your faith before others, to begin to worship him and become a holy person before God. And we can't do that in our own strength. God's going to help us with that process. It's not something that we got to put burdens on and try to figure out how to do it. We're just actually engaging ourselves into a surrender with God and saying, God, use me like you use people in this world. And what we really want to experience is God taking us to that next level. You know, we want to be like that individual who actually recognizes, I'm going to get my surfboard. You know, maybe I've never been able to ride that wave before, but I'm actually going to get up. I may fall down the first time that I get on that wave, because I knew that it would probably be like me. If I got on the surfboard today, I've never done it before. I probably just fall into the water that first time. But guess what? Because of what we're saying today, I'm going to get back up, and I encourage you to get back up and just learn to actually ride that wave. It's not always going to be easy. I recognize that this season of time is one of the most scariest, difficult seasons that any of us have ever experienced. But God is right with us, and he is carrying us on the way, and he is sharing with us who we need to be and where we'll be going, and we will be perfectly fine without fear and without worries if we just give him a chance. And this message has been a blessing to you. I love to connect with you in a greater way. We're on the Instagram and actually Facebook platforms. Just search for us at Common Bond Church. Also, you can go to our website at www.commonbondchurch.org. You can fill out a comment card. Um, you can also fill out a prayer card and we can connect with you that way as well. It's been such a pleasure, you know, just to share God's word that I want to leave you with one last benediction. You know, we have one true Savior who actually presents us faultless before our soon coming King. And his name is actually Jesus Christ. And so let us all actually receive his grace. Let us all go in peace. Have a great day until we all see each other again. Amen.